So I think if you tell a young person, um, a young person of color, in particular, since I am a black man, that this country is inherently racist and that white people, all white people, not just some, but all white people are inherently racist and the system is racist, um, what do you think that young man or that young girl is going to do? I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. Our guest today has a heart for service. He is a minister at Abundant Harvest Church of God in Christ in Milwaukee. He also, along with Pastor Jerome Smith and Senator Ron Johnson, created the Joseph Project in Milwaukee to help people find good-paying jobs. In addition to all of that, he is the Republican candidate for state treasurer. Please welcome to the Fact Check podcast, Orlando Owens. It is so great to have you here today. Well, thank you all so much for having me. So tell us about being a minister and your desire to run for office. I've always been um, very much into helping people and helping the neighborhood. My grandmother and my grandfather were de facto block captains, and we were always out, you know, swooping in the street and talking to our neighbors. So I've always been that person that was ingrained in me uh, about helping others. And that is kind of just always was there, and it just kind of grew and got into school and ran for different offices in school, always been this very active, loved talking to people and interacting with people. So it was kind of just a natural thing. And uh, the ministry part of me came much later in life. Uh, the, the call to uh, minister God's Word came much later. But the civic piece, I think, came much sooner. And it just kind of was, you know, always there. And it was always, if I, if I look back now, it was God at that point, uh, having me go out and pick up paper and only turn, you know, and only for later on and say, now I want you to do something different. I want you to preach my word. So it's all, it's all connected. If you were elected to be the state treasurer, what would your focus be? So for me, I want to focus on economic development, workforce development, and also being a watchdog over the departments. The current status of the position uh, doesn't have a lot of current responsibilities uh, just due to past administrations on how they removed a lot of the responsibilities and they placed those responsibilities into the office of the administration. So really, it's a blank slate that we can use the position for whatever we deem appropriate. And I want to look at it from an economic development, workforce development, but also being that watchdog over your money and where your money is going and what are you getting for your money. You have some personal experience being one of the people who helped create the Joseph Project that project has since expanded from Milwaukee into a number of other Wisconsin cities. You're helping people get connected with jobs. In a lot of cases, these are people who are coming out of the prison system, right? Correct. So we've uh, a tremendous amount of young men um, uh, who are coming out of formerly being incarcerated. Uh, we are open to the public. The program was always geared to you know, help anyone who came through the doors, but especially in Milwaukee, um, and black, black and brown males, that was a huge part of the population of a lot of young men that had some interaction with our correction system. How does it go when you're trying to help people uh, become productive members in society again? You've got this firsthand experience through the Joseph Project, and now you're trying to bring that experience to helping with workforce development in the state. What, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from this process? Um, I think one of the best things I can take is that you, you you have to have people who have a true desire to want to change their life and their situation. Um, you can't want it, and I can't want it, 
more than anybody else if they don't want it for themselves, first and foremost. Uh, secondly, I've learned, I've always known that true change of, of a person must come from within. And that change must make, must have a spiritual background, in my humble opinion. It has to have a spiritual c- connection there. Um, and so that's kind of what I've learned over these years. I've been working in workforce development now for about 25 years. So before I became a, a staffer with Senator Johnson, I was doing, this is what I've done for both of my adult life since I graduated from a historical black college in Atlanta, Georgia, called Morris Brown. And so... Uh, it's, those are the, some of the biggest takeaways. Having a desire to do it, um, and also just having understanding that you, you're going to have to have a spiritual foundation because in life you're going to have challenges. If you don't have a spiritual foundation to deal with those challenges, it is quick. It is easy and quick to go and revert back to what you were doing before. Do you have an example or a story of someone whose life was profoundly changed because of the Joseph Project? You mean besides mine? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of, I mean, we have a lot of young men, um, and women, uh, we had a young man for the first time ever. He was almost, uh, 55 years old, uh, bought his first car, first brand new car ever, um, uh, working with us for over a year. He had bought his first, first car. We have several people who have launched their own businesses. We have one young man who bought his first house. Um, and most importantly, uh, one of the things that I really loved, I- I've seen uh, at the uh, Juneteenth in Milwaukee a few years ago, I was working the booth for the Republican Party, and I saw a young man, actually I saw two, but this one, this one young man stood out. It was one of the young men who had graduated from the Joseph Project who was working. Um, he was walking um, down the middle of the street in, at Juneteenth with his two daughters in his hands, and he just she yelled, hey, Mr. O, it's so-and-so. And I was like, oh, yeah. I said, you look good, man. He said, yeah, I'm just out walking down the street, getting my kids, whatever they want here at Juneteenth. Thanks That's for helping me get a job. That was, like, great. really cool to see what to see where men can reestablish those relationships with their families. And that was so important to stabilizing the black or brown or any community, for that matter. you got to have you know, adults who have gainful employment and how that young man and the beam that he had on his face by being dad. And he could tell his kid, you can buy whatever you want down here. Kick out whatever you want. You're getting me all misty here. Uh-oh. So, the God be the glory. So it sounds like there have been a lot of great successes with the Joseph Project. Now you're traveling all across the state of Wisconsin. I've, I've been following you on Facebook, and I see all these different events that you're going to. You're meeting all kinds of people in your campaign for the state treasurer. What is it you're hearing from people? What are they most concerned about right now? Well, I think there, there are like three huge issues that we hear uh, so often on the trail. You know, one is really the voter integrity piece, um, having having trust in our system. That's a really big issue. Um, I think the next two are definitely connected, um, having schools who are mandating uh, masks, uh, that's another big issue that everybody's talking about. Having uh, people at this point now, having people to be mandated to take a vaccination that they're being made to take it through their employers. So that's another big issue. And also to round it out, and not in any particular order, you know, critical race theory. It's like the fourth thing that when you go to different rallies or different meetings, those are the four things, four or five things that pop up all the time. Now, these are still on the backdrop of, you know, the, the normal topics of taxes, spending, um, you know, what are we doing about, you know, 
you know, crime and education. But, you know, those had, I, I don't want to say taking a back burner, but the four that I've just mentioned are the ones who are definitely the main thrust of the conversation. You mentioned critical race theory. Lacrosse is the host community for the White Privilege Symposium this December 3rd and 4th. And so I'm just wondering, from your perspective as a black man, what do you think about these ideas of white privilege and critical race theory? Well, I think it's all really just steeped in uh, Marxism. That's all it is. You know, when you look at socialism and Marxism, it is just you swap out the battle between class and you just invoke race. That's all this is, and um, it, it's definitely counterproductive to the American philosophy and the idea of freedom. It is also, in my humble opinion, anti-God. Uh, if you know anything about Karl Marx, Marx was a devout, you know, non-believer. In fact, he was a Satanist. You know, so when you have people who have that thought, I don't think I really want anything from them in any capacity, quite honest. But the idea of just swapping out class struggle and put it in race. So I think if you tell a young person, um, a young person of color, in particular, since I am a black man, that this country is inherently racist, and that white people, all white people, not just some, but all white people are inherently racist, and the system is racist, um, what do you think that young man or that young girl is going to do? It does not invoke them to want to go to school the next day. Because if you stand is already, you can't win, you can't make it, then why even try? We can't then be surprised when young people don't really believe or buy into education if you just told them you're not going to make it. And then from the flip side, if you tell a young white person that they're her racist and you can't change anything about it, you know, then what type of life, you know, that a young man or girl kind of grows into always having these different ideas of I can't, I can't ever get it right. And as a minister, it is definitely anti-belief because if that's, if that's true, there is no redemption from anybody because I know I'm not a perfect man. I've lost my homes. I lost some marriage. I lost my business. But God, God has restored me, uh, brought my businesses back. I'm remarried for the second time in my life, and I'm 47 years old, and I got a four-month-old baby at home. I know God is a miracle worker. But CRT does not talk about also with the with this critical piece, which kind of destroys their philosophy, is it never talks about two things. One thing is that it never talks about who um, was behind those racist policies of our country. We know racism is real, um, but who actually drove for those policies? Those were the liberal Democrats, the racist Democrats. That destroys the narrative because they're all from that leftist movement. So to say, well, which white people are you really talking about? Because those whites are the ones who, you know, created those policies. But there's also another set of whites who stood up to fight those policies. Those whites were the Republicans who stood with blacks to free them. And here in our great state of Wisconsin, in Ripon, is the birthplace of the Republican Party, which is part of the Underground Railroad, who is always standing for the liberties and freedom of people, of all people. So again, if you're going to say, well, America and white people are racist, make sure you drill that down to make certain you say, you mean white Democrats who are racist, not white Republicans. So again, it never, so that's the piece that CRT uh, does not go into detail. Well, who are the people who created the policy? It also never tells you, again, about the corrective actions that this country has taken to address the wrongs. 
It only tells you about the wrongs. It doesn't tell you that we did try to fix housing and stop the Jim Crow laws and the black holes. There were people who fought against those laws. So typically, those were Republicans who made who righted the wrongs of our country. But that, again, destroys the narrative. Well, that is very well said, Orlando Owens. You can always find me on Facebook, Orlando Owens, the state treasurer. You'll see me on Facebook. You can also go to my website. The website is OrlandoForWisconsin.com. So it's O-R-L-A-N-D-O-F-O-R-W-I.com is my webpage. You can also find my donation button there. Um, and you can always just reach out to me. My phone number is area code 414-803-6003. We're thankful that you decided to spend this time with us on Fact Check. And I'm sure we'll come back to you again as you continue your campaign across the state of Wisconsin. Thank you so very much. God bless you all. Continue doing great work. And also, keep loving America. She's worth it. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fia. And this was another episode of Fact Check. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts or check it out at wisdomnews.com or on the Wisdom News app.